I'm Mark Duclos. Welcome along to a special behind-the-boxes preview of what's going to be a massive night at Wentworth Park this Saturday night. Three Group 1s and a Group 2 to be decided. Right now, we're going to talk National Futurity, Group 1 National Futurity. It's worth $75,000 to the winner. Timmy the Battler, Newbold, as always, joins me. I'll tell you what, Battler, this is a race that you've got to work out where the dogs are going to be. I mean, we do that every time. You know, the run of the first turn in this race, it's just so critical. You've got such high-speed dogs like Coco Model and Yuko Girl drawn off the inside. Coco Model runs 5.30 to the first mark last week. And idolised Duke. Uh, she ran 5.37. Now, she would uh, lead 99 out of 100 races with Park, and she, got, she ran 5.37 and was led by Coco Model. You got pace from She's Savage, who ran the race of her life. In the heat, led and, and collared in the latter stages by Ritz Adonna. I think Ritz Adonna's chances, Duke, uh, her best chance is to begin moderately, yep. flop to the rails, and then all of a sudden she might blow that whistle at the first turn. A run might present if they all fan and there's some bumping and jostling. She might just get a run through and she's super strong. Her run home time uh, last Friday night was 11.68 or thereabouts. So if she's in striking range of the leaders down the back straight, she's going to be hard to hold out. And we all know she's, she's a group one winner taking out the Dapto Megastar in open age company, uh, what, four or five weeks ago now. Yeah, let's take a look at the market courtesy of Ladbrokes, Coco Model off the inside. At around the $10 quote, these prices are correct as of Wednesday afternoon. Yuko Girl, $6.50. Idolised favourite at the moment at $3.10 and deserving so. Uh, Zipping Pearl, the rank outsider at $101. I tell you what, Battler, you don't see many Johnny Finn train starters go around at $101, do you? You don't, Duke. And I'll tell you what, her run uh, last week was quite a tidy run as well. But look, I think she'd, she'd need a lot of luck to win this race. I don't think she can lead and therefore... Uh, she just need luck through the first turn to get into a position. Yeah, Caroline at $21 for Anthony as a party. Ritz Adon at $3.70. Chic or Chick, whichever way you'd like to pronounce it. I'm sure Pete Presido will tell us that shortly. Uh, it's at $5. Uh, draws wide again after winning from box eight last week. And she's savage to me at $8. Looking firstly at the market, where do you think the value is? Oh, look, I think the market's around about right, Duke, um, with Ida Lies and Ritz Adonna uh, near the head of betting, um, Yukon Girl or UK Girl not too far away. Um, yeah, I think they've pretty much got it right. I, it's, I think it's a really uh, tricky race as far as trying to sort of, you know, I think a grain like she's savage. You know, she ran a bottle last week, but I think she might get out of the market. She's probably uh, a little short for mine in, in early markets. Uh, but yeah, I think they're I think they're pretty much around the mark. Duke, I don't think there's any 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 gross overs there by any stretch of the imagination. Well, the Victorians made their way up the Hume Highway uh, last Friday and Saturday night. They had a field night out. Pete Prosciutto joins us now. He's got two runners in the Group One National Futurity Final to be staged on Saturday evening. Uh, Litter Sisters, Idolise and Chic. Uh, Pete, firstly, congratulations on getting a couple through to the final, mate. Thank you. It's uh, very exciting, very exciting. It's been, uh, you know, Group 1 races are hard to get into. To have two in it, it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it, it must be even, you know, more satisfaction, I guess, in a way, because you raced high tan the mum, 
Yeah, we we raced it with the friends. So we bred them. We bred that litter. Uh, that was a good litter. That she came out of as well. Um, we kept her for breeding. We haven't bred with the sister yet, but um, we might do that. Yeah. Let's talk about Idolize first, mate. Um, again, I thought she was terrific. She came off a well. She won the Sandown Laurels uh, in emphatic style, and then last Saturday night again just showed true class, mate. Did she surprise you? Um, you know, with that performance at Wenny. Uh, well, when we went up, we trialled her up there. She went really well. I was told by the guys up there that that was a super run. Um, showed a lot of speed. Uh, look, even running the 29.88 on that night, I think she lost about four lengths. Oh, look, in my opinion, she lost a little bit on that corner. Yeah. Uh, whether it was the other dog crossed her and she just tried to get around it. But it was still a surprise to a point. But um, I think she can go a bit quicker next week, this week. And Pete, what I loved about a win, it, it sort of showed she had a, another little string to a bow because of all the runs of, you know, she's a she's a front running bitch, and she 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 had to run another greyhound down. Um, yeah. So that sort of just showed, you know, she 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 can do that if she needs to. And uh, yeah, I, I think going into the race with that little experience under her belt, particularly with Park in, in a full field, she'll be, she'll be, she's right in the race. In turn, I mean, we knew she would do that. She, we knew she had the ability to do that. Um, she's generally raced against in races that she could lead in. Um, when she ran in the, I think it was the um, uh, previous of the Melbourne Cup and the Melbourne Cup heats, uh, she was probably a little bit overawed with that. Got a little bit, you know, they, they had a little bit uh, over a, that night, but she wanted to push through. She was consistently trying to push through and, and find a pretty run. So, we've, and even in trials, we've always known that she could do it, but it was great to see her do it uh, on Friday night in that sort of race. Uh, in that, that, that forum. She's got two genuine lead pingers drawn underneath her, Coco Model in box one, Yuko Girl in box two. Uh, but Pete, she's, she's run 504 at Sandown Park she, and she ran 537 last week. Uh, to the and first broken, market, Wendy. Broken, broken five at the Meadows to the first mark as yeah. well. So she's she's got enormous speed and uh, she's getting stronger as well as she goes along. So she's got it at both ends, you know, complete. And she chases very hard. She's a very hard chase. So she has got the ability to lead this field, you know, also being equal. Yeah, providing. I mean, look, it is a funny thing there. I mean, they, they, uh, they can miss it. And I thought she missed it a little bit the other night as well. But... Um, if she gets it right, uh, you know, sh- I don't think they'll leave her, but if she- she's got to get it right, then it's not easy. Well, her opening section was 5.37. The only dog that went quicker than her was Coco Model, That's ran right. 5.30, and she led her in the race. That's so right. she only yeah. has to run, basically, yeah. uh, she she would lead the majority of races around with Park yeah. running 5.37 any day yeah. of the week. So, I think yeah. the key for her on um, Saturday night is the two, I think the two's, you know, Look, if she can get past it too early as well, look, I'll be even more confident. Um, I'm not saying that she has to do that, but, you know, she can posse up behind the red, and the red was a super run as well. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, but you just want things to go right, don't you? Idolise was heavily supported, mate. She started around the even money quote. Let's talk about Sheik because she went around at $17 or $18 in, in what looked to be probably the toughest heat of the futurity. Uh, had box eight. Got a beautiful run down that outside in the run to the first turn and, and sat second, you know, through that bend. Was it a surprise to you, Pete? Kind of dream about that sort of thing happening. Uh, you know, going into it, you have the race playing over in your head. Um, but when it happened, because I was standing actually in the in the, kennel, uh, the, in the kenneling area, she came past me. 
and she took the lead as she just comes straight past me. And once that happened, I thought, yeah, you're not gonna. Once that happened, she she uh, she just took off. So uh, it wasn't a surprise from that point. But to be in that position at that time with the quality of the dogs that are in that race, and then when I look at that race uh, going into that uh, the pr previous to that series, I've been mean, almost watching the races up there, getting a feel for what would be going in for the uh, for the majority. Yoko Girl was one of the ones that I, I actually um, thought was going to be tough to beat. Um, and for her to run past that loop before uh, a seasoned, um, seasoned dog around that track, uh, it was a phenomenal weapon. And, and Peachy, uh, what shocked me, I knew you came up and you trialled a few greyhounds, but she she wasn't on the trailer. She never uh, trialled around with Park. So no, all things being equal, she'll, she'll improve. She had, to me, she handled uh, like she'd been around there many times. The other one lost it on the corner, idolised and probably cost her a few lengths, but uh, she just seemed to handle it uh, quite well. So you know, maybe she's just a natural around there. Cross her fingers. Yeah, well, <laughs> the race is coming up. So yeah. You've got to hope, haven't you? Mate, there's a, there's a little race called the Million Dollar Chase, Pete. Both of these yeah. dogs. I mean, these for you guys. as a trainer, um, yep. obviously these, these two greyhounds, they're litter sisters, they're there are massive chances in this race, but mapping out a, a program down the down the pathway, um, obviously you've got to look at races like Golden Easter Eggs and Million Dollar Chases if you know that your dogs are going to handle the track. Yeah, that's the case in, in this. I mean, uh, look, what she did that night, especially she with her strength, and she's got speed, so that, that sort of races definitely are, uh, are on the cards later on in the year. And they're and both only young too, Pete. They're only yeah. just not even two yet. So they're two, so they're developing. And uh, look, I think the trip going up there when, when I trolled the, the other ones, and she, I think she's she's benefited from that. Even going up there last week, she's. Um, I haven't done a lot with them this week, but I, I galloped them this morning up the track just to free gallop, um, and she's just jumping out of her skin. So she's feeling the best at the moment. But um, they're both going to be hopefully. Well, they're going to be spot on when I get there on Saturday. I know it's. Excuses. I know it's like trying to pick a favourite child, mate. Um, so, <laughs> Idolise draws three. She, she draws box seven. Um, we were talking off air and you said that Idolise had a couple of lengths on Sheik coming through their progression and that. On Saturday night, who do you fancy? Tough question. It really is. Uh, look, it could go... I'd, I'd like to see a dead heat um, <laughs> between the two of them. Uh, that's wishful thinking, but... Oh, look, I think Idolise has boxed the best. I think she's uh, providing she can she can manoeuvre past it too early and get into a good spot. Um, she'll be hard to beat. But in saying that, there's the eight, you know, got a bit of speed, needs to come down. And there's a lot of things, you know, that could go wrong. And um, I think she's the one that's boxed the best, but I still give Chica a hell of a chance. Pete, good luck. Uh, they're a week shy of their second birthday this Saturday night. Uh, so, again, as you said, they are only babies. They've got the whole rest of their career in front of them. But as I said, the riches are here in New South Wales, mate. We love having you guys up here. We haven't seen the Victorians love, for love a long time. I love, I love being there last week. It's, a, it's got an amazing atmosphere, that place. So, you know, uh, it's great to be there on, uh, on Saturday and enjoy it again, I hope. Yeah, well, we think it's the spiritual home of Greyhound Racing, mate. Yep. I hope you walk away with a Group 1 victory. We'll see you on Saturday night. Best of luck, Pete. Thanks, Mark. Absolute live chances, Battler. I know you and I both like Idolise to win this race. But, again, I want to go back to Rita Donna. Um, we've seen it in the past, class Greyhounds. And, I mean, she came off that megastar win at Dapto. 
She backed her age-restricted company tonight. We saw what she did last week. And as she said, her best chances, I believe, not fall out, but begin moderately and find a way to the fence. It's actually funny last week. She began well and then she just got outpaced in the run to the first turn. And I think clearly she hasn't got the early burn to be punching for the lead here. So her best chance, as we've alluded to, is just get to the rails through the first turn. And how, how often do you see races uh, run it with Park and they all do fan, particularly when you've got greyhounds. Hey, there could be five dogs driving in this first turn together uh, and a bit of bumping and all of a sudden she's, you know, fifth or sixth, seventh back near last, and all of a sudden she's, she's poking up along the rails in a third position down the back straight. If she does, oh, the leaders better look out because we know how strong she is at the at the end. All right, let's talk speed, Max, because it's so important. Uh, Coco Model, as we said, ran 5.30 the first mark, idolised 5.37. Yuko Girls got a stack of pace. Uh, and then out wider said she um, had box eight last week. It was a mix-up race with She's a Pearl being checked and Yuko Girl punching through. Uh, the speed, obviously, Batler looks to be in those first three, in those inside three boxes. Yeah, but yeah, she's Savage 541 and, 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 and Sheik 543. So they're coming across. But if Coco models running her 530, she's, she's unleadable. Uh, Idolise 537. I'm reading the race. Coco model lead pings straight at the top. Idolise getting straight there at the first turn. UK girl driving up and not being too far away. Now, she's run low 540s as well to the first mark of Whitworth Park. But if, if Coco model does begin particularly like she did last week. She's just unleadable. They don't go much quicker than 5.30. As I said earlier, when you look at Idolise, 5.37, you'd be leading 99 out of uh, 100 races at Woodworth Park. So, yeah, that, that's how I'm reading the reading the race. I'm reading at one, two, three. They're going to basically be in those positions around the first turn. And again, if we look at overall times, Timmy, and for the Victorians, I said, look, some of them may have come up for private trials. Some of them may not have. Um, and, and that's the big thing, the improvement that they take, not only from the trial, but also from that travel. And again, a lot of these dogs haven't had that 8, 10, 12-hour car trip uh, in, in their career. Of course, we're talking about young dogs in the Futurity and the Derby. So it's all a learning curve from you've got to think the Victorians are the ones that are going to improve, whereas the locals, they've had the benefit of being here week in and week out. Yeah, I concur, Duke. And, and even going around Woodworth Park, Duke, I, I think over the years, you're always better your third and fourth runs around Woodworth Park. You're just improving each and every time. And, yeah, I, I, as far as a greyhound like Idolise is concerned, I think she ran 29.88. I think she's got a good couple of tenths improvement in her. Uh, UK girl, she's probably found her mark around the 29.8. She's been around Wendy Park four times. Coco model, we know what she's capable of. She can she can just break 30 seconds. So she'd need a career best to win. Uh, Sheik's the interesting runner. How much does she improve having not trialled at the track prior to last uh, Friday night's outstanding victory? And, and she's savage is just a very interesting runner. Because that was her first... 500 meter run yeah. in her career i should say not in a career but uh this preparation so um she, she'd gone was going around over the 330s and then back straight up to the 515 um first run for a couple of weeks and and she showed she's going to strip fitter whether she gets across is a, a, another matter but it's a very intriguing run even caroline duke um i i was taken by her win uh because she's generally right on the speed and she had to work hard mid-race. She went up and tackled them on the top turn, three deep. 
sustained a really long mid-race run. She forged to the top and she had it in the keeping at that point, but then she she did tire badly. She, the run home time, I think, was about 12.10. So she got very tired, but she was entitled to because she's not an overly strong greyhound. So she sort of burned a candle sort of early in mid-race to get to the top and then was found a little wanting late, but she still got there. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a very tricky race, I think, speed map wise because those outside greyhounds could get across here so um uh, but I, I do concur i think the victorians they are going to improve on what they've done first up yeah and they've got a good record in this race if we go back uh 2019 circle of dreams for angela langton and, and jeff Britton. uh 2018 blue sky ride who went on to win a richmond oaks uh i think she won a richmond oaks yeah she did yeah. uh strike a light um champion bitch uh, so they they won it in 17 18 19 last two years sipping sapporo and sipping veyron all right time to find a winner battler uh who are you tipping in the futurity i'm in the corner i idolize uh the victoria and i just i was so taken uh by her victory last week look we know she, she won the group two cindy and laurel so she you know she's a class act she's she's won eight out of 16 overall but 29 88 um running down Coco model. I think she'll take a stack of benefit out of the, that run. Um, look, if she runs her early sections like she did in the heat, she'll be either leading or outside Coco model working to the back. And I think if she's in that position, she's going to win the race. Yuko girl, I think she's got an undeniable chance uh, for Sam Sultana. Uh, she's got a good record at uh, Whitworth Park. Then Ritza Donna, I've got her in for third. She could easily win the race. Uh, just going to need a little bit of luck at that first turn and then Coco model in there for fourth position. I think the likely leader, the first probably 80, 90 metres, but I'm three, two, six and one in the futurity. Uh, where did you land, you? I, I landed with Idolise as well. I thought her run last week, mate, was absolutely terrific. Uh, I, I, again, I don't think she's badly boxed in three with, with two pacey beginners uh, drawn underneath her. Uh, and then Sipping Pearson drawn to her outside. Uh, Sipping Pearl, I should say, drawn to her outside. And the, again, the, I come back to that improvement, that natural improvement. Uh, I think she can probably trim a couple of tents off. Um, you know, her winning the laurels was terrific. She's an, she's an on-pace runner. She, and again, I know we said there's two speedy dogs drawn underneath her. She nails the jump again. She's got that pace. She, she's got the ability to lead this race. Mm-hmm. Um, and to win a Group 2 Laurels and then come to Wente, I uh, thought Richard Honor was the obvious danger. Um, poorly boxed, but again, if, if it falls the way that uh, the race may, she could be the one getting the sweet run on the fence. A uh, Yuko girl with pace and chic from box number seven. Three, six, two and seven. Hey, Battler, we've got a big night Saturday night. You and I will both be trackside. Our live broadcast kicks off around 5.45 p.m., mate. Looking forward to doing it all again, Duke. We did it down at Dapto, what, uh, five, six weeks ago. And, yeah, 11 races, huge card, quality card of Greyhound racing. Can't wait to get there on Saturday night. All right. This has been our National Futurity Preview on Behind the Boxes. Don't forget, we've also got previews for the Group 1 National Derby and the Group 1 Pause of Thunder. Massive night coming up at Wentworth Park this Saturday evening. G'day punters, Mark Duclos here again with our preview of this Saturday night's Group 1 National Derby. It's worth $75,000 to the winner, restricted to the male chasers, won by some absolute champions in the past, including the likes of Black Top, Timmy the Battler, New Bowl Joints. We're going to dig deep here, try and find a winner. Uh, Timmy, I'll tell you what, 
We spoke about in the futurity preview. The Victorians, they must love it. The Hume Highway's open. Yeah. And that, that road that had been paved with riches for so many years that had been blocked to them for a couple, yeah. now back open, they were back with a bang last Friday night. Yeah, they were, Jurgen. We enjoyed it for a couple of years. <laughs> we were winning, we're winning it all. They did sit just caned us for a decade or 12 years or something. But, um, yeah, it's been good the last... Yeah, a couple of years, but no, yeah, they're back and they're back with a vengeance uh, after last Friday and Saturday night. And oh, look, they got major chances, major chances in all of the big three group ones. So um, it was good to see a few greyhounds, which I didn't know a heck of a lot about, Duke, because uh, I don't really follow Victorian form really closely as far as the younger dogs coming through. You know, you're right across all of the, the open age greyhounds, but yeah, I've delved right into the form uh, this week. And yeah, some talented young greyhounds coming through the ranks. A uh, couple of touchy beginners. Gee, there's plenty of speed in this race as well. But um, yeah, it's it's another really really good um, version of the Derby, as you just mentioned. We've had out and out champions take out the race uh, uh, over the years, and uh, we're set for another beauty on Saturday night. Yeah, let's take a look at the betting market with Ladbrokes.com.au, and this is. Uh, these prices are correct as of Wednesday afternoon. Slingshot Jonesy for Emily as a party, who we're going to speak with in just a moment. It's $3.80 off the inside box. Zara's Ivan, $5. Osprey Phantom, uh, formerly prepared by Jeff Britton, now with Christine and Al Proctor at $26. Slingshot Hooks for Darryl, Darren Sultana at $21. Uh, Springview Noah, the first of two runners for Mickey Hardman at $41. Persuasive, another former Victorian, now in the care of Jason Magri at around the $4 quote. Pristine image at $17 and the fastest qualifier. Timmy, Boston Garden, uh, another of the Jeff Britton runners now with Christine Proctor. It's at $3.40. We say it so often in, in big races, boxers win, matches, uh, boxers win big races. Uh, Slingshot Jonesy off the inside, Boston Garden off the outside, and then throw into the mix, you've got Zara's Ivan. So boxes one, two, and eight, the Victorians there with really good early pace. And then you've got the, the locals with early toe as well. I, I have pontificated over this event. Big word, yeah. Well, I couldn't think of anything. Um, mate, this is a race that could go so many different ways. Yeah, there is a lot of burn in it. Um, Boston Garden, uh, he's an interesting runner. I went back and had... A look at his last half a dozen runs in Victoria. He's a horrible beginner. Shocking. He, he yeah. never, ever comes out. And he led pink uh, on Friday night. So it's just the different type of boxes from Victoria up here in New South Wales. So can he do it again? If he does, he's clearly the one to beat. Clearly the one to beat. He ran 533 uh, early on, 1773 to the back. But he does need to begin like that because if he doesn't, I don't think he can get across and he's no hope in the world of getting across if he goes back to the way he was beginning in Victoria. Um, Zara's Ivan, I was taken with his run um, as well Friday night. Slingshot Jones, he's perfectly drawn on the rails, perfectly drawn. He's high speed in the mid-race department is where he really comes into his own. He's got a good chance. Best roughly, I thought, was Slingshot Hooks for uh, Darren Sultana, one of the locals. Uh, he's got a good turn of speed as well. He was only fairly away in his heat. He had to work hard in the uh, early and mid stages. So, and 
you've alluded to uh, persuasive being, you know, a former Victorian. Well, he'd probably go back home. He's been in the care of Jason Magri, I think, for four or five weeks. And uh, he was another one who was, who was ultra impressive uh, after not beginning that well, Duke. But then he just went whoosh and charged down the outside. So, yeah, like the Futurity, there is plenty of pace. And that drive to the first turn, as we know in all Greyhound races, is going to be ultra important in this one. It sure is. Uh, Emily as a party joins us on Behind the Boxes now. And uh, Slingshot Jones, he comes up with box one. This Greyhound made the Silver Chief final two starts back at the Meadows. Now finds itself parked up in box one in the National Derby. Emily, welcome along to our preview. Em, firstly, congratulations on, on getting a runner. at What was your first trip to Wentworth Park? Yeah, thank you very much. Um, definitely very exciting. And um, yeah, he, he made my first trip well worth it for sure. <laughs> and he handled the box well and, and he comes up with a red in the final as, as, as well. He did. Um, he's been pretty blessed with box straws. Um, he obviously had box one in his silver chief heat and then box two for the final. And now he's got two reds up there. So um, can't complain with that. And yeah, he definitely used it well Friday night. And Emily, he wasn't the best to begin, but geez, he showed a great turn of speed when he got balanced and through the mid part of the race. That's where he's really, really impressive. Yeah, um, he's definitely got brilliant early pace. And yeah, his second split's always um, normally his best. And I was probably especially happy with him on um, Friday night because he's races he's won. He's always sort of led. He's never really had to go past a dog. So getting that pressure from his outside and um, still being able to do what he did was um, pretty promising for us. Yeah. And Anne, was it his first big trip away? Uh, he's done all his racing, at, obviously, in Victoria. Um, it's a fair hike to, to Wentworth Park from, from your home training base. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt actually took uh, him and our other um, heat runners up the week prior um, and he had a trial there. Um, he's not the best of travellers, so that definitely really helped him because he was um, he was much better travelling up for the heat than he was for his trial. So he's sort of gotten used to the trip, which will definitely be handy for the final. And you mentioned Maddie, which is Maddie Lanigan, who is your partner now. I don't know about you, Anne, but I'm sure there's probably a little bit of uh, rivalry going on this week because I was at Hobart the night Matthew won his first group one with Zipping Bruiser. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he's reminding you of the fact that he is a group one winning trainer and you're yet to achieve that. Is that right? Yes. We're definitely a very um, competitive household. <laughs> um, it gets the best of us sometimes. Um, but, yeah, no, he's he's a big help. And, um, yeah, definitely reminding me that he's won two of them. Um, doesn't let me forget it. So the pressure's on for me to get the monkey off my back and hopefully get my first one as well would be great. And to do it in a state too, Emily, would be a, a, a little you know, feather in, uh, in your cap too. To, to come up to Sydney, it's no easy feat to be able to do it so I'm sure you know if you are able to win on Saturday night that'll be something a little extra doing it interstate yeah definitely um yeah there's obviously um brilliant opportunities interstate and um his owner Jay's flying up he has two finalists which is brilliant for him as a breeder um so yeah should should be a good night up there hopefully and then what have you done with him during the week of course as we mentioned he made the silver chief final and then his next start was last week in the in the uh, Derby Heat. What, what's that week been after the travel back and forth? Um, he's just had a very normal week, um, just up the straight and on the on the uh, treadmill. And he he's a pretty, pretty weird dog, so you don't really want to change up much with him. Um, 
he noticed noticed the slight changes and especially on race day he can get quite worked up so we've just kept him very normal and um yeah haven't done too much extra um as he's, he's gonna need to ping the lids hopefully on saturday to be in it so emily he ran 3004 what do you think he's got up his sleeve can he get down to the 29 7s 29.8s around Whitworth park um i definitely think he could um if he if he was to do everything perfect in a race and definitely from that draw he he's every chance to do that he's he's more than got the ability to do so so um yeah we're just hoping he, he can jump a little bit better on saturday night and yeah i i definitely think he could be getting down to those sort of times as i said five of the eight runners are, are victorian chasers it's the first time for a long while that we've had uh, interstate raiders come to wentworth park can you give us a bit of a heads up about the the opposition from victoria who you think is probably the hardest to beat um obviously the fastest sweet hitter uh heat winner sorry boston garden um Box eight's probably a bit tricky for him, but he was obviously very impressive and um, likes the boxes in New South and he's done very well up there. So he's a massive, massive threat. Um, probably Zara's Ivan that's outside us for dailies. Um, if, if we don't get it, probably as clean a getaway again, he's definitely going to put a lot of pressure on us. Um, yeah, they'd be my main two probably from Victoria. Yeah. All right, Em, let's hope you can get that group one monkey off your back. You can sit there at that table with Maddie and, and <laughs> tell him how good it is. And it'll be, it'll be lovely to see it for you. And, and as I said, you've come up with the red in the final slingshot Josie, a massive hope. Best of luck this Saturday night. Thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Box one, a massive plus at Wentworth Park Battler. And you were mentioning earlier about the different boxes between Victoria and New South Wales and, and the other States. And you're right, mate. They either, take to it or they don't. I remember a champion chaser in the case of High Earner mm. who never, I don't think ever, ever nailed the start at Wentworth Park. Um, and it, again, I, I guess on another podcast that we'll talk about is uniformity, whether we should have exactly the same boxes at every single track around Australia so there is no difference. But again, prior to uh, chatting to Emily, you mentioned that Boston Garden, shocking beginner in Victoria, comes to Wenny comes out running, runs 5.33 to the first mark. Yeah, limping, didn't he? Um, 13.62, 17.73, home in 12.06. He got leg-weary late, but he had it in his keeping at that point. He was entitled to get a little tired in the latter stages, 29.79 overall. Um, but, yeah, his chances just hinge on how he begins. Um, if he goes back to beginning like he was in Victoria, good night, nurse, can't win the race. If he begins like he did in the heat, he could just certainly just charge down the outside, cut and run in the first turn and the derby's in, uh, all over. He's got it one. I'm pretty much gambling against him not beginning as well as what he did. Um, you know, I'd love to know what he did in, in, in if he even trialed out of the boxes prior. I'm assuming he had it at Wentworth Park, but I'd love to know whether he, he came out like that if he had trialed um, because then you know, well, okay, he's certainly taken... Yeah. To Whitworth Park, it was wasn't just a you know once you know once in a you know ten start sort of one in ten times he's coming out because all the runs I watched I think half a dozen in Victoria took him he didn't begin at, at, at all and not only not beginning missing at a length a length and a half so um, yeah I just love to know what he had if he had been out of the boxes prior at Wentworth Park and you know he might just come out again I'll tell you what if he I'll tell you one thing I'd be doing if he comes out running on Saturday night 
I wouldn't be going back to Victoria. I'd be staying here for the, yeah. the, the riches here. I wouldn't even bother going back if you know if I owned it. Yeah, well, and you're right, mate, because you look at it. We got the the the, the golden Easter egg first, mm. the million dollar chase. I mean, mate, there's 1.25 million dollars in two races, and and we find it with young dogs, and that's what the Derby race is. It's a age restricted race. Um, young dogs, all of a sudden, they go from this level to that level. Mm. And again, you talk about the honour roll. Uh, Graham, a little white and brindle dog, you may remember, mate. Fernando Bale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he went all right here. <laughs> Another Victorian, genuine lead pinger, just went from this level to that level. to. I mean, he was a freak. But again, the dailies travelled him up here. Mm. Um, and I remember you call, you know, in, in the derby and that with, with um, Fernando Bale. And, and I'm by no means alluding that any of these dogs are a Fernando Bale. I'm just trying to point out that some dogs either take to the track or they don't. And it works the same way when we go, our dogs travel to Victoria, to the Meadows and Sandown Park. They've got to adjust to the different boxes. Um, I want to talk about persuasive briefly because I know both you and I, I think we're tipping this one on top. Um, I, I thought it's run last week. Again, one of these dogs that you could just see it sort of half feeling its way around the track in a way. Um, you know, it's, it, I'm pretty sure it had a couple of looks there. The more it races, the better it's going to get. And I know it's drawn box six, but Jason Magri, mate, he's a top-class trainer who gets the absolute best out of these chases, mate. Yeah, he is a he, he's a really, really nice young pup. I was taken uh, with him uh, last Friday night. Again, I didn't know a heck of a lot about him. He was first up for, what, five, nearly six weeks. Yep. His first 500-metre run in his career, uh, he ran 29.94, He came home in 11.77. Now, that was the strongest run home time of all the heats. Um, he got half an ankle tap getting across at the first turn. He, he nearly got dragged down, but he got across, and then he just let go mid-race. I can tell you he had trialled at the track. Jason had trialled him a few times. And I know Jason said he's run around 29.6. So, and he said that after the race, when I, I think I asked him, what do you think he can run? He said, well, he's trialled 29.6 or thereabouts. So um, if he's up charging toward the lead of the first turn, he's, he's going to be very hard to beat because he's a beautiful black striking dog too. He's a lovely looker. So I think he's, uh, he's in this race right up to his ears and he hasn't got a great deal of early pace drawn underneath him and pristine image on his outside. Um, look, he, he began to the best. Yeah. Yeah. He, he left all of the way last week, but prior to that, he wasn't beginning. And Mick did, and Mick actually said in the interview too, he'd done a heck of a lot of work, box work with him. Uh, and it finally worked with him coming out. So, um, and then we, we've alluded to with Boston Garden in the eight, whether he comes out or not, we'll, we'll know on Saturday night, but I, I think he's got an undeniable chance, uh, persuasive. Yeah. And again, he's a, he's a dog by, um, one of the very few dogs, I guess, the best way to put it, because, of course, he was exported overseas, Black Magic Opal, mm. Melbourne Cup winner and that. Uh, Fernando Bale, he's represented um, strongly in the event with uh, Pristine Image and also uh, Springview Noah. Uh, then you've got Barcia Bale. I mean, it's, you know, you look at these size, you look at the dogs, they continue to produce. I know the bitch is half of it, but, you know, the Barcia Bales, Fernando Bales and that, and then a, a dog like Black Magic Opal. Well, he, he's got four in it, pass it one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but he know a couple, so yeah, the the the, uh, 
the elite stud dogs are certainly uh, coming to the fore, that's for sure. And again, before COVID took hold, uh, the Victorians uh, had had a field night like they had with most of our feature races. Uh, Axel Footloose in 2019, out of range 2018. They're the two most recent Victorian runners. Are you tipping at staying home or is it going south, that one? Well, I think it's staying home with a New South Wales trainer, but it's owned in Victoria and probably go back to Victoria after the series in Persuasive. Um, he was outstanding. Um, he didn't begin brilliantly in his heat, but then he just showed that boom when he gets rolling. In those early sections, he can go much quicker. As, he, as I just mentioned, he, he got half an ankle tap as he was coming across. Um, I think if he can begin clean, he's got the high speed to charge right down the centre of the track, get to the top, or even just sit outside one of the leaders through the first turn, the red um, or even the blue. But I think he could let go mid-race and win the race. So I've got Persuasive on top. I think Zara's Ivan has got uh, an amazing each-way chance. I, I, I think if I was probably... I think he'd be, he's a great place bet. I know you don't generally get, you know, when they're $4.5 to $1 or thereabouts, you don't get your $2, $2.50 a hole. But, gee, I think he, he is, he's got a gun draw. He's drawn to, to run a huge race. And I think he just looks at an anchor place bet for anyone who does want to play, you know, that way. Um, Slingshot Jonesy there for third, perfectly drawn on the rails. And the best rough is slung, uh, Slingshot Hooks who could easily begin, lead, and run a very, very cheeky race for Darren Sultana. But, yeah, I'm in the corner of Persuasive, and I know you're keen on him too, Duke. I am, which is a real problem for uh, Jason Magri and Connections. When you <laughs> and I both tip. I mean, we've done it in the futurity as well. But, uh, again, like you, Bat, I was really taken with his run in that heat. And, and again, third or fourth or fifth up at the track he's going to be, um, he's going to be better off for it. I thought Slingshot Jones was perfectly drawn, coming off a, a run in the um, Group 1 Silver Chief final at the Meadows, then headed to Wentworth Park, a trial there in between time. Uh, Boston Garden, primarily simply because it, it ran time. It was the one that really put the time on the board last week. And, and like you, I thought Zara's Ivan was, was well drawn down near the fence. So I've gone at 6 1, 8 and 2, and people can watch. All night on Saturday evening, Battler, our live broadcast. We've got a showcase presentation. Uh, you and I will be joined by Dave Carlson, who makes a return to Wentworth Park for us. Disco, I love this. Oh. The old team's back together again. <laughs> but we're on air from about 5.45 p.m., complete and thorough coverage of the entire night. So it's going to be a big one. Group 1 pulls of Thunder, National Derby, National Futurity, Summer Distance Play. It's like Christmas come, what, 11 and a half months early. <laughs> You're 11 races too. We've got our work cut out, Duke. Hopefully we can tip more winners than what we did in our last live stream at Whitworth Park. I know I tipped horrendously on that night. You didn't do much better either. I know. I think yeah. I went all right. I remember Arctic Kingdom winning first half at $6. So. Yeah, there were 10 races. You tip one. No, yeah. no, no. I tip one. I'll go back through these books if you want. But no, you're right. It is. And it's a it's a card where, as I say, it's, they're never easy, mate. Right? Yeah. If, if they were, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now, which is yeah. funny. But some of these races, you know, there's so many question marks about this, you know, the distance race, the, the futurity, yeah. the pause. It's, it's a crack and night. They're all good betting races, Duke, all the way through the night. You can make a case for a number of runners in, in all of the big group ones, for starters. Uh, and then you've got a really, really strong support card. I haven't got right into it, right into the form, but I've gone through the field. So, yeah, I think if you can find a few winners on the night, you're going to have a good night because I think there'll be plenty of value. So yeah. uh, we'll be looking to find 
some of that in the next few days. I agree. All right. So from Timmy and myself, we've both put Persuasive on top to win the Group 1 National Derby. Don't forget, we've also got previews of the Futurity and the Pools of Thunder. And catch our live broadcast on Saturday night at Wentworth Park. Massive night coming up at Wentworth Park this Saturday evening. Three Group 1 events to be decided and a Group 2 for the stayers. Time now to preview the Group 1 Pause of Thunder final. It's race eight on the card. Joining me with his expert advice, Timmy the Battler, Newbold. Hey, I tell you what, the Victorians, they're back and they're back in a big way, Battler. Do it running the best time of the heats at 29 and 59 last week. Yeah, he was outstanding, Duke, but he's a class act. He's been at the top of his game for a long time now, and, and particularly the second half of 2021 where he took out the Adelaide Cup. Uh, he's just a real race dog. You'd love uh, a dozen of him in your camp. Um, he begins, he's got good speed. He goes through his gears mid-race, and that's where he invariably wins his races. Um, at 29.59, leading all of the way. Uh, in the heat last Saturday night, he, he, he gripped on late to, to get in just over Fernando Hunter. Um, and, you know, he, it was the first time I've really seen him at his brilliant best at Woodworth Park. It, it was his fourth run of the track, and he, and he really put it all together. Um, and he's got a gun draw, beautifully drawn on the two, Duke. He sure is. He's the lone Victorian, as, of course, in the uh, Derby and the Futurity, the Victorians have got multiple runners in there. Uh, the market with the labrokes.com.us of Wednesday afternoon. Uh, wicked flash for Pete Ray. Great to see him get a runner in the Group 1 final $31. Do it at $360. Irinka Riley around the $6 quote. Likewise for Jungle Juice, which really surprises me uh, as far as that price is concerned. Wow at $310 and favourite. Banded Net $5. Where's Rocky $34 and Chase Me Honey at $12. Uh, Batlow Again, I, look, I, I, I'm tipping do it. Uh, I, I think he's well drawn, but the value for me, I think, is Jungle Juice at $6. A dog that's run 29.3 there, uh, coming back off that 600-metre win in the Golden Sands. We're going to talk to Jack in just a moment, but it's, if I was a punter looking for value, um, I thought the value probably lied with or laid with Jungle Juice at around the $6 quote. Yeah, I think he's around his mark. Um, I, I was a little surprised he and Irinka Riley were at virtually the same price. Yeah. Um, I thought Jungle Juice would, would be a lot shorter, just, just you know, due to his uh, following um, and, he, and his profile. Um, yeah, the way I'm reading the race, I just don't know whether he can get into that winning position at the first turn. It probably all depends on Irinka Riley, whether he beats Jungle Juice out. If he does, well, Jungle Juice probably won't get across in front of him. Wow, we know he's beautifully drawn in the middle of the track, do it's ideally drawn in, in box two. And then you've got Bandit Ned. Uh, he's He's got a lovely draw in six where he wants to be. But in this particular race with the Greyhounds and his outside in um, Where's Rocky and Chase Me Honey, they don't show a great deal of speed, but Chase Me Honey has got a bit of pace and will sort of come across a little, although she gets up, up the track, but from a wide alley, she'll, she'll gradually come across. But he's just got to, for Bennett Ned to win the race, Duke, in my opinion, he's got to pretty much beat Wow out because yeah. if he doesn't, how does he get around him? It's actually Wow will move up the track. He'll, he'll stay that straight line. So if he can't get across him, I can't see Bennett Ned running him down. So he's got to nail it, which he can do. He did it in the Vitas back in October. Again, back in age-restricted um, races, 
uh, and this is big time now, but I think his chances rest on booting wow out of the boxes as far as Bennett's concerned. Joining us now for our special Pools of Thunder preview, leading trainer Jackie Smith. He's Barbara Judd's place at the moment, surrounded by photos of greats like Jessica Casey, Call Me Casey, Admiral Lynch. What are you, what are you doing, Jake? You're getting a bit of a, you know, you're psyching in for Saturday night, being surrounded by all those past champions. Yeah, I thought something might rub off. It's, uh, as you know, I had to come to town to do this, so uh, it was raining outside, so I couldn't take you to the beautiful parks in Forbes, of course, so I thought I'd come to see the Judds and, uh, yeah, show you a bit of a few photos and things. Some great dogs there. Some great dogs come off that property. Hey, listen, let's talk uh, Saturday night. You've got two runners, Irinka Riley and, of course, the People's Dog Jungle Juice. Let's talk about Riley first. Prior to last Saturday night, Jackie, he'd had eight starts out of boxes, seven and eight. Couldn't have, hadn't won. Desperate for the fence. He got a beautiful run into that first turn and down the back straight. You must have been chuckling. And I read a report where you said you thought you were the bloke who shot Bambi because Aston Rupee was the whole pot. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we were so happy the dog won. He went well, but I just felt a little bit sorry for Paul Glenn, you know, like. The dog's got a wrap and a half, and he's a great dog, and no doubt he'll come back. But I just felt a little bit sorry for Glenn, that's all. He's, they've kept him there all night and raced 10, and his dog didn't fire up. And, but anyhow, no, Riley got the job done uh, down the back. Yeah, he, he looked like he was in a winning spot, and I looked back and seen the favourite was out the back, so started cheering, mate. It was good. He draws box three in the final on, on Saturday night. We know, as we say, he's desperate for the fence. Um, again, I, I guess, and, and we'll talk about this when we talk about jungle and that, but off box three, he's got wicked flash and do it drawn inside him. You'd just love to see him parked on the fence going through that first turn. Yeah, I just don't know whether he's got the the ability to win a group one, to be honest. He's just been a great little dog to cart around with juice, but, you know, one's won 60,000, one's won 360, so... I'm hoping uh, he just does his normal slow beginning, hop over on the fence, and if something goes wrong with the big boys up front, he's there and he might pick up a check. So that's the best I can hope for Riley. But he's done a great job. Like, and Jack is, as, as Duke just alluded to, he does want the inside. He's been in the money in 12 of his 14 runs from boxes one, two, three. And he should just get that little bit of room to move with Dilt, who normally begins quick and does want to run to the rail a bit. He's got a good turn of speed, so he might be able to just park right behind the speed through that first turn. And he gives his all every time he goes around, doesn't he? Yeah, you, you never know. You've got to be in it to win. So he, he'll be there poking along, no doubt. So, yeah, he's praying, mate. All right, let's talk about your big chance. Jungle Juice, uh, he came back off. Uh, winning the Group 2 Golden Sands at Albion Park. He ran an electrifying time in the heat of 34.52 up there, then won the final in 34.61. Last week, Jack had box number three. Uh, Again, just a tradesman-like performance from a Group 1 chaser. Yeah, he he just brought his... He did bring his worst box manners Saturday night. I think it was just a split thing at the wrong place at the wrong time. He just stepped out badly. But then he just took off and uh, he got a bit of a check down the back, but it was a small field. So he got the job done. So um, let's hope uh, he brings his best box manners, like we've seen at Albion Park. And therefore, I think he'll beat Riley out. And um, 
the other dog stays up the track. So he, he'll get a little bit of room to navigate, you know, to set himself up. So where he navigates himself from there, God only knows. So uh, <laughs> we, and again, the box draw, you know, and it, it always looks awkward from box four, but if you really drill down on it, you've got wow in box five, good beginner stays up the track. Banded Ned, good beginner stays up the track. Irinka Riley, average beginner, um, wants to get to the fence. If Juice just comes out, as you say, if he finds his best box manners, um, he could be parked behind one of these early leaders in that run of the first turn. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm boxed okay. Yeah, I'm not complaining about the boxes. Mine, um, you can't get a head start, so, and I haven't got leaders. So, you know, I'm going to be in traffic, and, and I think they're ideally boxed there. What do you do with him during the week, Jack? Do you do, do any box work trying to get him to come out or you just just, uh, not, no, just do what you normally do? No, if you try and practice at home, they do it perfect, mate. You just, uh, you just, um, no, we just keep it simple. Just we free gallop through the week and hope they get it right on the ninth. It's an absolute crack and final, Jack. As we said, the likes of Wow, Bandit, Ned, Do It, uh, Adelaide Cup winner, second in the Hobart Thousand. We're in 59 last week. As a trainer, do you, you look at the opposition and, and you, do you try to work out in your head or is, is that too much of a, a quandary for you? You're just more worried about your own charges. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, you have a look and see what you think, you know, like whether they're excited or not. Like it's hard to see the outside dogs getting into the race. It's going to be, if they're going to win the race, they'll definitely earn it. Like all the speed seems to be from the two favourites that are inside. And then hopefully Juice can get a sit on on them. Like where where can they get? I just don't know. Like they just have to come out flying and get a spot somewhere. I don't know. Be tough for the outside dog. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Well, Jack certainly doesn't have any push for Irinka Riley. Uh, and we just heard him say about like he's not perturbed by box four with Jungle Juice. He he actually you know he said what you can't do anything about it. We just heard him say that, but. Again, I don't think he's that badly drawn with Wow and Bandit Net on his outside. Yeah, he's not because he's going to get clear running with uh, with those two greyhounds where they are. Um, Arinka Riley, do it. I'm reading the race. Do it begins straight to the rail, straight to the top. Wow, the outside, and then they declare it on mid race. Now, where does Jungle Juice? Where does Irinka Riley get to at that point? And where's Bandit Ned as well? Um, I, I, I do concur that he's not that badly drawn um, in the four alley. But I think, yeah, it's just whether he can beat Irinka Riley to the punch. I'm a bit shocked that, yeah, Jack wasn't all that keen on Irinka Riley's chances, but I thought he was a little rough chance. I, I, he's not at a rough price at the moment around the 650 mark, but I think come race time, I, I'd be shocked if Irinka Riley doesn't get out to 10, 11, 12 dollars oh. um, because I think he's gone up. I think he's gone up well and truly under, under the odds. Yeah, we marked him a $14 shot. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, again, yeah. as Jack just said, one of them's won, one of them's won sixty, and one's won three hundred and six. As tells you the class of the dog. Mm. Well, Andy and Jody Lord are no stranger to Group One success at Wentworth Park. They had it with Bandit Ned just in October last year. Andy's been good enough to join us. Uh, he comes up with Box Six, coincidentally the same box that he won uh, the Vic Peters from in this Saturday night's Pause of Thunder. Andy, I just want to go back a couple of weeks or a couple of months now. Um, he didn't handle the trip to Melbourne for the Top Gun very well, and it's taking a few runs to get him back to his best. Yeah, he, um, 
when he went to me, he tried to bring it there, but um, he come home and uh, he just wasn't right. He just wasn't himself. So we eased up on him and then we brought him back for the match race thing and he still wasn't right. It was only up until last two days before the race last week that you could you could see a massive improvement in him and this week he's he's back to his best. He won that derby. There was an age-restricted event, but he's he's playing with the big boys now, mate. He, he's up against the likes of WoW and, and Jungle Juice. Um, I know you like him when he's drawn off the track. Is that the case for Saturday night as well? Yeah, I look... It, if I could pick a box for him every time, it would be six, seven, or eight. You know. Andy, are you worried about Are you worried about Wow just under under his neck at the first turn if he steps? No, nah, because he'll stay out there. Um, even if Wow wants to stay in his position, that's fine. Bandit Ned will probably move out one more dog. So he's not a dumb dog in a field. He's pretty smart. He ran twenty nine seventy last Saturday night. We know he's PB is um, nearly four lengths quicker at 29.47. How has he been from last week's heat coming into this week's final? Have you noticed more improvement in him, Andy? Yeah, I put him up the straight this morning. He come up like a rocket, but he had a month at home. And, and you know, it's like, even though I've got a really good straight, 500 metres, it's, it's not like going around the circle and racing every week. To have a full month at home and... and um, uh, just go up your straight four times in that month and a few gallops in the runs. He needed the run, you know. You mentioned you, you're loving drawing in boxes six, seven and eight. No wonder, mate. He's had 11 starts from those three boxes for nine victories. Um, we know Wow's got pace and he does race up the track, but I guess you're blessed uh, on Saturday night. Where's Rocky drawn to your outside? Uh, Timmy and I were saying beforehand, you know, probably eight times out of ten, he falls out of the boxes, mate. He's not a brilliant beginner. He did step in the heat. We know Bandit Ned's got that great acceleration, mate, and he loves being drawn off that track. Um, where do you see him being at the first turn? Well, look, if he comes out as good as he did in the Vic Peters, well, um, who knows? But it, it doesn't really matter if he don't come out. He, once he hits the ground, he goes. And, it, it, you know, if Wow does decide to begin brilliantly, well, then he'll miss him, you know. You can have all the scenarios you want, like in the the other group when he won. You know, they said all the pace was on the outside of him and inside dog moves out. None of that happened. You know, like you, the, whatever they said they did, it was the opposite. And he just went bang and took off, you know. So you just got to have that little bit of luck race night. And my box six is really a good, a big advantage for me. I mean... Even if Wow comes out running and I come out running, if Wow wants to move one up the fence, he'll move one up the fence. He knows what to do. And I, you know, you don't have a record like his if you don't. Now, 22, win, 22 starts now, 16 wins, four minors. It was October last year. He took out the group one. I don't know if you know this stat, mate. Uh, Jody has actually prepared 524 Wentworth Park winners. She dwarfs your record, mate. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I don't know how many I've prepared, but I've been involved in a few. <laughs> but again, it's a massive effort, mate. And look, I know people say husband and wife training combinations. That It is a husband and wife training combination, plus all the other help that you get. But 
But to train 500 winners at Wente in excess of 500 winners, that's a sensational career, mate. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you're, you know, I mean, it's the only place to race, in my opinion. I mean, it'll be a sad day for me when they move Wenny. Um, you know, probably because, you know, you get so used to going there. And I don't care what anyone says. I think Wentworth Park and Dapdale are the two safest tracks in Australia. And I've raced on them all. I've seen them all. Um, and no one's raced more dogs at them two tracks than me. And I've had, I've had my fair share of injuries, but geez, I haven't had many at them too. Well, he was back. He was back to his best band and Ned Battler. And as we said, he's got Where's Rocky drawn on his outside. Now, I, again, I, I like Where's Rocky as a dog. He's a, he's a good chaser and that. But, gee whiz, he can blow the start on occasions. I know he came out running off the inside uh, in his heat win. Um, but I would say probably eight out of ten he misses the start or he's in the back half of the field coming out of the boxes. So I don't think he's going to worry. Chase me, honey, can begin on occasions. As you said, does want to get across, but the chance of Bandit Ned depends where he's going to be in that run of the first turn and where Wow is, whether Wow's in front of him or behind him. Yeah, uh, it all depends on Wow how he begins. He's got to beat Wow Wow. He's got to beat Wow Wow because he can't go around Wow the first turn, um, working into the back straight. I can't see him running Wow down if Wow's in front of him. And if Dewitt's minding his own business over the rails, just punching along well and he's running 29.6 well he's going to be hard to run down particularly if there's any jostling of that pair together out in the middle of the track um yeah his chances he's just got to beat wow out chase me honey will come across a little from the wide alley i know she wants to get wide from the inside but she will work across and she does run low fire 540s but she's only a little she's about 25 kilos or thereabouts so i think big ben at Ned and his frame he'll he'll hold her but yeah it all depends on wow uh duke so um he needs to come out like he did as i said earlier like he did in that big peters well, I'm really keen on the chances of do it, but we mentioned Wow draws box five. No stranger to, to bad draws in big race finals, but oh, this isn't a bad draw. This isn't a bad draw. You know what, Duke? It's a perfect draw. <laughs> yeah, well, what I say is bad yeah. boxes. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Normally yeah, bad yeah. boxes. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That's he's got bad at there who runs a straight line. Where's Rocky? No speed. Chase me, honey. Shouldn't worry him. No pace at all in three or four. Speed in two, not a lot of pace in the red. Um, if he rolls out like he does, he'll be just charging up the center of the track. He'll have plenty of fresh air, do it to be over on the rails. And that's how I'm reading it. Um, both of them going through the first turn together. And then it's, all right, who's got the biggest motor mid-race? Um, you know, he's. we know what you get with Wow. He's just the complete race dog. He's been at the top of his game now for... Well, a little over 12 months, probably longer. Um, yeah, he, he, he's not badly drawn. He's got an amazing chance. And uh, I know he didn't run the quickest time in the heat. He ran 29.71, uh, but he checked off heels at the first turn. Um, yeah. So he lost yeah, ground he, there. He lost two, two tenths at least. Yeah. yeah. So you take that. He's run He's run 29. If you, you take that off, he's run 29, uh, what, 51, where, which is the quickest run uh, of the night. Um yeah, I, I, I love his chances. I think he'll uh, he'll get a bit of redemption. I, I'm, I'm keen on do it. Um, again, he had four or three stars prior to last week at Wenny for his best was the second, but he uh, he was desperately unlucky to start before at Sandown Park. Prior to that, he'd run second in the Hobart Thousand, a game where he didn't have a lot of luck. Group one Adelaide Cup winner. 
and to me, the best box runner in the race. Uh, wicked flash drawn inside him. Uh, not noted for brilliant early speed. Irenka Riley, three. Jungle Deuce, four. Wow, wide runner. I, I can't see him not being either in front or close to the lead at the first turn, Timmy. Yeah, look, I concur, Jake. Totally agree. Um, if he just does what he generally does, he's on the rails leading through the first turn, either on his own or with Wow on the outside putting the pressure on. Then it's game on, mid-race. Yep. Who's got the biggest motor? Um, you know, their, their run-home times were, oh, what, almost identical, four 100s, actually two 100s, no, four, four 100s, um, difference in their run-home times. So, uh, yeah, the, the more and more I look at the race, the, there's no pace in the race other than two and five. Yeah. A little bit of pace from Chase Me Honey. So if they, you know, run up to what they generally do, um, they're the two leaders of the first turn. And you, you, you know exactly what you get with Do It. He, he, he gives his all every time he goes around. Uh, he's got that gun draw. Uh, I can see why you like him. I'm five, two, three, and four for the record. Wow. For the reasons I've just mentioned, just per I, I think he's just got a perfect draw. Perfect draw. No pace underneath him. And straight trackers on his outside. Do It. The obvious danger. I think Irinka Riley will run a race. He's, I just love him. He's, he's a great dog. You'd love one. You'd love a dozen of him in your kennel. And Jungle Juice, I've got him in there for fourth. I've left Bandit Net out. And the only reason, look, he can win the race. He can win the race. The only reason I've left him out is, I think, where Wow's drawn. If he can't cross Wow, I think he's going to struggle to get into the money. Because if he doesn't, three and four who are back on the inside, Irinka Riley and, and Jungle Juice, they've got plenty of strength on their side. And you've got to do it over near, nearer to the inside. So I think in my mind, I either had to have bed at Ned probably on top or probably out of my top four. If you know, that's how I'm reading the race. So yeah, I'm five, two, three, four. Um, I'm in the corner. Wow. Um, yeah. As I said, I think, I think you can get some redemption. Yeah. I'm two, four, five, six. I, I, and again, I'm talking through my kick from, from the heats. Uh, I took the $3. I think they bet three thirty or something do it, uh, which I thought was enormous odds. Uh, Gave me heart palpitations in that run home. He's going to be better <laughs> for that run, I think. Um, again, I, I just think, as we, we said and we say all the time, you know, boxers win big races. And, wow, I agree with you. Uh, not badly drawn in box five. I think the best box runner in the race is definitely do it. I've put him on top from Jungle Juice. Wow. I've thrown Bandit Net in purely because he's class. Um, and, and, again, we know what, you know, Andy and Jody how they get their dogs to peak. They peak every week, but they peak for the big group one races. How about, what about an honour roll? So the Pools of Thunder was originally known as the St. Ledger. And when I was a kid growing up, it, again, it was uh, won by some of the champs. First running 1957, uh, Blacktop won it, Zoomtop won it, Glider Sun, Winifred Vale, Cindine uh, Shelby. Uh, and, the, and just recently, um, we've got... King Kratos, Bucks Future, Raw Ability, Shimmer Bar. Yeah. It's a race that top class chasers win, mate. Yeah, it always has been. Um, and the time it's run during the year now, it, it's it's where there's a little bit of a lull for the, the open age greyhounds. So it, it's found its position in the calendar, which I think is great. Uh, I love how it's run in conjunction with the Derby and the Futurity these days. I think that's a great move. And we've got a big, 
big group one night at Whitworth Park in January. Uh, so, yeah, it is a race. As you just, the, those greyhounds you just mentioned, they're all champion. A lot of those, a lot of those were champion dogs. So you've got to be a good dog to win it. Uh, and on Saturday night, I'm sure we're going to see a, a, another worthy winner of the 2022 edition. We sure will. And of course, don't forget, we've got previews out for the Futurity and also the Derby. We've got a huge live broadcast showcase presentation this Saturday night. Myself and Timmy, Dave Carlson will be joining us as well. We'll cover the entire night. We'll be on air from around 5.45pm. You can catch it on all our social streams, including the dogs.com.au battler. Can't wait for Saturday night, mate. Looking forward to seeing you again. And it will be a night to remember. Sure will be, uh, Duke. 11 races. I'll tell you what, I'll be taking a couple of Red Bulls to get me through the night. I'll need a couple to do all the format over the next few days too for all the, those other supporting races. Great card. Hopefully we can find a winner or two. Sure will. All right. Best of luck to everyone. We'll catch you Saturday night at headquarters for a massive night of Greyhound Racing. Games. <laughs>